What's up, fellow freaks? I'm Zach, your host of the Ox Podcast, bringing you a daily dose of uncensored wisdom, 10 minutes or less, no bullshit, no topic off limits. If any episode of the Ox has made your life better in some small way, please take a few seconds to send this podcast to someone else. The best way to spread love is to share what you love. Now, without further ado, let's dive in. Naval Ravikant on the only effective self-help principle. For every person who offers sage self-help advice, there are 10,000 self-help quote-unquote gurus on the internet claiming to have the answer for only $29.99 per month. You know these guys. The ones on YouTube ads that promise cash, titties, hopes, and dreams. And the answer to all of this lies behind a door that can only be accessed first by purchasing a $2,000 course. Let me be clear, I'm a huge fan of naked women, cash, hopes, and dreams. What I have a problem with is people promising false keys to unlock these things. On the aux, I've tried to be clear about one thing. Anything I say or do are things that I've experienced through my own mind. Our world is our mind. My world is my mind. I have made countless mistakes, and I have also had things work out in my favor. And I'm not telling you to do anything or promising any outcome. It's more like I hope that what I say will may be helpful to you in some way for however you take it. And, and I hope that it's come off as that. That this is something that's worked for me or hasn't worked for me. And hopefully this can be a helpful insight to you and you may take from it what you want and not take to it, not take from it, excuse me, or add to it, crush it, destroy it, make fun of it. It doesn't matter. Naval Ravikant, a super successful investor with a wildly popular Twitter account, has been a light in the dark tunnel of gurus, quote unquote gurus, for me. He seems to do what he wants, consume what he wants, and seems like one of the most self-aware people that I've encountered on the internet. He's one of those people who doesn't tell people what to do. He doesn't make money from courses or self-help. He simply lives what he believes to be a fulfilling life. He talks about wealth by, and he's become wealthy and he talks about it. He's, he's happy and he talks about it. He's peaceful and he talks about it. He's free and he talks about it. And he doesn't tell people to do something. And I'm grateful for the insights that he has given on the internet and that he's willing to think out loud as a successful investor. When Naval tweets something, I pay attention. I read it. And here's a recent tweet from Naval, Naval, excuse me, that can help you devise the bullshit guru self-help from the things that will actually help you long term and actually help yourself. And so Naval tweeted this back in September. He says that, quote, all self-help boils down to choosing long-term over short-term. All self-help boils down to choosing long-term over short-term. 
and he elaborated on this on a recent episode of Tim Ferriss, which I highly recommend checking out. And so for me, this comes down to choosing to act in the present for the you that hasn't come to fruition yet, for the you that you're building, for the version of me five years from now or 10 years from now or 20 years from now, how can I make decisions in the short term? How can I make decisions today that will be beneficial for the me 10 years from now, 20 years down the line? As James Clear says, every action is a vote for the type of person that you want to be. And one one thing that I wanted to hone in on is compound interest. And usually when people talk about compound interest, they talk about it in terms of money. One of the most helpful things to me in building the the best version of myself and the most fulfilled version of myself 10 years from now has been paying attention to the compound interest of relationships in dating and business and my personal friends and family life is that I am spending time with the people who make me better and who are fun to be around and it's not a struggle. I spend time with the people that I enjoy and I want to surround myself with people who are going to make me better and hopefully I can bring some benefit to them as well. But but I, I'm doing it in the moment because it's fun and I'm enjoying myself, whether I'm hanging out with my family or I'm hanging out with friends or I'm dating. It, it is, I'm around people that energize me and inspire me to do great work and be a better person, be a kinder person, be more self-aware. And it's making me, it's an investment in myself the, the 10 years down the road. By spending time with people that make you better, that is taking advantage of compound interest because every time you hang out with that person, there's a two-way relationship where you're both getting better, you're making yourself better. It's a symbiotic process where you're, th- that relationship eventually begins to compound and the long-term relationships are the most valuable thing you can have in your business and your personal life. You want to find people that you can continually get benefit from and provide benefit to and, and build those relationships also because they're fun. And, and like I said, it energizes you. It excites you. Another thing I wanted to get into that Naval says is he talks about finding hacks that make the long term feel effortless to you. To make the things today that you choose in the pleasant present moment more pleasurable and also have those turn into long-term benefits. So for example, something that is good for me 10 years from now is eating healthy today and eating healthy tomorrow and continuing to eat healthy. Whatever that means for you. I know there's a bunch of different diets out there, vegan, paleo, plant-based. I don't follow any sort of strict diet. I eat foods that are good for you that are good for me and I'm constantly learning and adjusting my diet. One way that I do that is to make those things taste good to me so that I'm getting pleasure out of good food cuz not all food that's good for you tastes good to me. 
it's different because everyone has different taste buds. There's a lot of food that I know I should be eating that I don't because it just doesn't taste good. I don't, I don't get any pleasure out of it. I'd rather eat a fucking if chocolate t- if chocolate cake tasted uh, if chocolate cake was good for you and that's all you needed, I would eat fucking chocolate cake every single fucking day the rest of my life. You know, 24-7 until I got bored of it because it tastes good and that is pleasurable to me in the moment. So one thing that I've done, uh, for example, a superfood shake that has a lot of good ingredients, I've incorporated that into my lunch. That is often the first thing that I will eat during the day because I do intermittent fasting is around 1, 2 o'clock. I will make a superfood shake that my friend Dave Robinson suggested that I start doing. And in this shake are a lot of great things for you. There's dried blueberry powder, dried cherry powder, there's bone broth protein, there's Brazil nuts, there's hemp hearts. There there are a lot of things that are good for you. And I make it in a way with almond milk, maybe I add a little bit of dark chocolate in there, a, a little bit of peanut butter in there, some honey. I make it in a way that tastes good to me so that I want to drink it every day. I'm genuinely excited by this superfood shake every day because it tastes fucking good and it's good for me. So that's an example of combining the pleasure of your present decisions with long-term benefit. And I think that is where the key lies is to think about what is going to be beneficial for me in the long term for acquiring wealth, for building good habits, building good relationships, whatever it is you want to do and make those things, make them things that you want to reach for every day, that it's not a struggle for you to work out every day. It's not a struggle for you to eat healthy, to to make those things something you want to do and you actually look forward to and you enjoy. Another thing that I've done that for is reading. Naval has another quote where he said, I may butcher this. He says, read what you love until you love to read. And so in school, we're constantly forced to read things that are part of a curriculum. No one ever asked me in school, do I want to read about geometry? Do I want to read about George Washington? Do I want to read about cellular division? No one ever asked me. It, it, this These things were put on a curriculum and we were told to read these or else we won't get into college and we won't have good grades and we'll be a failure. And education is an entirely different discussion that, you know, I am not super qualified to speak on. What I can speak on is my experience becoming a lover of reading. And I, and I love it more and more because I read what I love. I read about sex. I read about psychology. I read about getting rich. I read about good habits. I read about martial arts. I read about betting and gambling. I read about things that turn me on that, that I pick up the book and I'm like, fuck yeah, I cannot wait to dive into this. And reading what I love makes me love the process of reading more. And I know that me, uh, the, the reading version of me will be a much better version 10 years from now than the version of me who doesn't read. And you can use, you can apply this to yourself. And it doesn't have to be books. It could be articles. It could be audiobooks. It could be newsletters. Whatever it is, think about the what you gravitate towards, wh- what you think about when you aren't doing anything, when you have no scheduled time. Where does your mind go? 
And if you find it going towards martial arts or if you find it going towards cooking or if you find it going towards sex, go read about it. No one's telling you what to or not to read anymore, assuming that you're out of school. And I wish I would have embraced this mentality more in school. And I can say that I love reading more now than I ever have. I, I, I can't wait to read sometimes twice a day where I'll sit down in the middle of the day and read for 30 minutes and then I'll read for 30 minutes before I go to bed. And so think about the compound interest of habits for you 10, 20 years from now. What I want to give one more example. This is an opposite example, um, something that would be a short-term a, a short-term choice that may not be in your best interest long-term. And this is, again, this is for me, maybe different for you. For me, porn is an example of choosing short-term over long-term. Porn gives me the quick high of seeing the naked female form and getting pleasure out of that with a little effort. And I feel that it trains me to get that dopamine hit in a sexual way rather than build a relationship with a human being with other women or men, depending on who you're attracted to. And so cutting off porn for me has been a motivation to have more fulfilling relationships and to bring more sex into my life and objectify women less. So, you know, I, I know there are scientific facts out there about porn and I've read the book, Your Brain on Porn. And I, and I know that there's evidence to show that porn changes your brain in some way and more evidence continues to come out. I don't know enough to say that porn is, you know, harmful or, uh, you know, you're, you're fucking yourself over by watching porn. I don't know. I can tell you that for me, when I cut out porn out of my life, that was an example of me cutting out a short term decision that brought me pleasure, but was taking away the from the version of me 10 years from now, I honestly, I sat down and thought about it for a while. Will I be a better or a worse person 10 years from now watching porn? Will I be a more fulfilled or a less fulfilled person watching 10 years, watching porn 10 years from now? And the answer, the conclusion I came to is I will be a more fulfilled person without watching porn. And that is a decision I made for me. And so think about the things, the, the habits that you're doing the compound interest of your habits and your relationships and how those affect you. And I, and I don't want to confuse uh, choosing long-term over short-term with not having fun. I, I, I drink, I, I fuck, I stay out late. Uh, when I do things that may not be great to do every day on a consistent basis, like going out, staying out late and drinking with friends, I make sure that they are occasional and that I take more from them that they take from me and that they're fun as fuck. And so th that's how I choose to go about it. If I, I know when I'm consciously making a decision that is not consistently good for my long-term self. And when I'm making those decisions, like going out late, staying out till 3 a.m., having a good time, I make sure I'm very present and taking advantage of that situation and having fun and making it fucking exciting and taking as much from that experience as I can. For example, last night, you know, I stayed up two extra hours to FaceTime a good friend that I haven't spoken to in a few months because we've been apart with quarantine and he's going to school. And so I was ready to go to bed when I saw him pop up on FaceTime. I was a, literally about to pass out 
And I said, you know what? I know that tomorrow may I may be in a little less of a good headspace, getting less sleep. At the same time, I'm going to get intense pleasure out of speaking to my friend right now, and it's long overdue, and I'm deciding to get less sleep to make this friendly connection. And so I'm not saying don't have fun. I'm saying do the best you can to make those short-term decisions also good long, long-term long decisions. That means it has to be pleasurable to you in the short term. It turns you on that you want to make those decisions. That's not a struggle. And that is my challenge to you and a lifelong challenge to myself is to make better long-term decisions for the you 10 years from now. To how can you make the things that are good for you long-term that you know are good, like working out, eating healthy, being in fulfilling relationships, making a lot of money. How can you make those long-term things short-term pleasurable decisions? How, how can you get the best of both worlds? <laughs>